With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, hello everyone. This is Larry Phillips. I'm going to go over to talk to you now and get, um, try to unmute Carl and Mark's mics. I've unmuted your mic, Brother Carl. I, now I've got to go over to Facebook, and um, I was listening to your message. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's why you know if, if anybody wants to know why I'm running three minutes late, it's all Carl Roberts' fault. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Let me go on live here. Uh, well, that's a good sign. If you were listening to it, that means you. <laughs> I mean, you liked it, hopefully, to the glory of God. It was. It was very good, very timely. And I probably I probably could count on, on my one hand the messages I've heard against those coming against these false Bible college and educational systems on one hand. And that's, that's saying a lot in the last 25 years, so very rare. People do not want to come against uh, the truth. They just want to, okay, I'm going to see if I can go over to YouTube and get on there as well, and I'll be right with you, Carl, and uh, let's see. So far, it doesn't look like Brother Mark has joined us on Facebook yet, so let's see if he's on the YouTube side. Yeah, it's, um, you made a lot of good points. You know, most people don't stop and think about what you said regarding, you know, selling the gospel by taking tuition from these Bible students, and that's exactly what it is. It's trying to sell, it, it's it's doing another, <laughs> another routine, like you, you mentioned there in the book of Acts, and this is this is what this guy is promoting that you know he's going to help people live a more holy spirit filled life and all this other stuff i have never it's strange until you brought it up i never heard, even heard of Dean Odell. but that's really not the point the point is there are lots of Dean Odels out there you know they're just they're a dime a dozen i mean down here i don't know how many bible schools there are that probably have the same kind of little application pa uh, packet requirements are very similar to, to Dean Odell, you know. So anyway, um, let's see. 
Yes, sir. You know, he caught my eye back, you know, back a couple of years ago because he was, you know, teaching on biblical creation and the fact that the earth is a circular enclosed stationary system, you know, a circular enclosed flat plane. And, you know, he, what, you know, what he's done is he has, they've latched themselves onto that truth and used it for their profit. They've used it to make money and they've used it to spread their false gospel. And, you know, Dean, Dean Old to me is he represents um, a lot of the people that, that I grew up around. And, you know, it's, right. it's just, it's just very, it's very disgusting to me. Um, charismaticism and Pentecostalism and will worship in general it really doesn't matter to me if you're a First Baptist or a Methodist or, you know, what your demonation is. If you believe that God needs you to do something, then uh, you're proclaiming a false gospel. And that's why, I take such a, that's why I take such a strong stand against it, by the grace of God. I can understand that. I see uh, Ashley Kenny's joined us. I see Mark Kenny, Kennedy has just jumped on board, uh, as well as Oscar Graves and another um, – Quite a number of people are now jumping on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, if you want to come on over and join us on Talk She Mark, I'll unmute your mic over there. And I can understand um, quite a bit what you're going through um, because I, I went through the same thing when God brought, by the grace of God, brought me out of Armenian churches and and uh oh i mean at first a lot of people said i was a you know a zealot and all of this stuff and you know i it, it didn't matter what like you said you you get past all the name calling because if you know you're doing what god has called you to do nothing else matters so good e- good evening babs hello to you and uh i know that uh i know that one uh, side of your family has been very busy today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh. Well, anyway, um, let's see if Mark is over here on uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, and have Carl uh, introduce the subject tonight. And I may just jump in from time to time you know, on this subject after what's occurred in my life around this homosexual movement. And and, um, I, I, you know, you know, you can tell, I could tell a lot of stories um, and I really don't even like to think about it, how absolutely perverted these people really are. Um, But you know what? Let me just say this. Um, there, you know, the Catholic Church talks about having degrees of sin, you know. Well, let me tell you something. Sin is sin, okay? And that includes Arminianism. That includes uh, what Brother Carl has brought up. Uh, that includes any kind of thing that departs from God's word and his truth is sin, but you know what? There are certain sins that God has a certain amount of hate for that he doesn't demonstrate in other sins because we can see that in Romans 1 and how he turns them over 
turns them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are unseemly and so on. So I'm going to turn it over to Brother Carl. Brother Mark is now with us. His mic is unmuted. Good evening, Brother Mark. And Brother Carl, go ahead and Hi. give a summary tonight. Hello, thanks. How are we doing? Hi, Brother Carl. God bless you, my brother. Hey, Brother Mark. God bless you as well. Okay. Well, I wanted to continue just one more Thursday because I wanted to uh, bring this up a little bit last time, and I was holding my tongue until I got a chance to speak, but it didn't happen, so I figured, praise God, anyway, we'll continue one more uh, time. But I wanted to discuss the high-profile court cases over the last, you know, five to ten years where Christians have been intimidated in the legal system and in the court system by people of the homosexual agenda that are bringing court cases uh, into the public arena so that uh, the effects of intimidation will spill out into society. Uh, we all know about the guy, we all know about the poor cake baker in, in Colorado, Jack Phillips, I think is his name. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's got a really, he's got a really good last name, I must say. <laughs> all right, now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this poor, this poor guy has been through more nonsense in the last five to seven years and I remember basically what happened with the case. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, awarded him a hollow victory by saying that he wasn't treated fairly. So they kind of they kind of really did an end run around the major issues of uh, you know intimidation. And these uh, these people in the LGBTQ lobby, they're not stupid people, they're evil people, but they know what they're doing, and they're very well organized, and they know that if they, you know, they're specifically targeting these businesses because they know who the owners are of these businesses. You know, in this days of the Internet, you can, you can research information on people and that's what Antifa does. They do research on conservative people, and then they do what is called doxing, which is releasing public information, releasing private information on the Internet to the public, and it's illegal. So these, uh, the LGBTQ legal, um, you know, they got the courts in their hand, in their court. They got the judges. They got liberal judges, liberal lawyers. And, of course, we know that the mainstream media has, uh, has, bought in, has, you know, has bought into this hook, line, and sinker. So I've been trying to, you know, scour the Internet for information on this, and it's pretty much of, of a blackout. I type in a phrase that clearly indicates what information I'm looking for, and I get just the opposite, you know, poor LGBTQ bullied by Christians, and I'm looking for exactly the opposite information. So this legal tactic, they, they use the court system to wage a high-profile battle because they know that 
if it ripples out into the effects will radiate out into society, the intimidation effect. Oh, I better keep my mouth shut because they might come for me. And there's an old saying from a long time ago, you know, when they came for the trade unionists, I said I, w- I said nothing because I wasn't a trade unionist, you know. When they came for each and each group, I said nothing because I wasn't of that group. It goes, and the last line is, you know, when they came for me, there was nobody left to talk to about it. So um, I just wanted to read a little bit of an article here from CBN News, Christian Broadcasting Network News, an article from May 30th of 2018 by Crystal Woodhall from CBNNews.com. LGBT activists harass and bully Christian leaders with subpoenas, including Tony Perkins. I don't know who Tony Perkins is, but uh, that's beside the point. But Washington, LGBT activists are subpoenaing two prominent faith leaders, Family Research Council President Tony Perkins and National Day of Prayer Task Force President Director Ronnie Floyd. I don't know who that is. In the lawsuit against the Trump's administration's transgender military ban, this was a couple of years ago, the case, Karnofsky versus Trump, was filed last August against the administration in hopes of blocking it from, the implementation, from implementing the policy. According to the Liberty Council, which is representing Perkins and Floyd, Lambda Legal Defense and Education Fund is demanding the men provide all communications and documents regarding all public policies regarding transgender people, including medical treatment and anything referring to transgender people in general. The subpoena seeks information from Floyd and Perkins, which violates the First Amendment, the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and civil procedure rules, the group charge. It's a move Matt Staver, Liberty Council's founder and chairman, says is calling a flagrant abuse He's calling it a flagrant abuse of the legal system. LGBT activists are abusing the legal system to harass and bully, said Staver. They began with nonprofit groups, and now they are going after individual pastors and faith leaders. And now I would even add to that. They're going against specific businesses because they know what these businesses are, you know, and they know who owns them, you know. It's not hard to get on the Internet. I, I, I do it from time to time and look up new places that I want to try. You can just go on Google Maps real easily, and you see a place, and you click it. The little box comes up, and the, the website, the phone number, the hours of businesses are there, the days that they're open, and the times that they're closed. So it's very easy to do this research now in the days of the Internet. And so... These people know what they're doing. And uh, with these high-profile corporate uh, legal cases, they're counting on the fact that it will silence other people because it will put the fear of being hauled into court on them. And now we all know about the Kate guy in Colorado. Here's another piece from the Daily Caller article of, where's the date, uh, June 26, 2017, Happy Pride 2017. Here are five examples of LGBT anti-Christian bullying. 
Justin Caruso, June 26, 2007. Uh, this was back in 2015. The Memories Pizza bullied and attacked for Christians' beliefs. In a now infamous incident from 2015, a Christian-owned pizzeria in Indiana called Memories Pizza was bullied and received death threats after the owners would not cater a gay wedding due to their Christian beliefs. If a gay couple came in and wanted us to provide pizzas for their wedding, we would have to say no, Crystal O'Connor said to a reporter from ABC 57. Memories Pizza also said that they would not deny service to gay people, only that they wouldn't want to participate in a wedding. And that's exactly what the guy in Colorado, Jack Phillips, said. He said, I'll sell you anything in my store, but I'm not going to make a cake specifically for your wedding. And so the Colorado, and so let me finish this one thing first. So Memories Pizza also said they wouldn't deny service to gay people, only that they wouldn't want to participate in the wedding. After then, Governor Mike Pence signed the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, a debate over religious freedom and anti-gay discrimination raged, and some liberal journalists falsely reported that the restaurant was planning on denying service to gays and lesbians, and after the owners received death threats and threatening phone calls, the shop temporarily closed down. Ultimately, they, they started a GoFundMe page to, to uh, recover the lost business and, and generate money so they could reopen their business. So that being said, now back to this guy in Colorado. He was granted this Hall of Victory by the upper courts after the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, you know, brought charges against him. And so then I don't know how much time went by, but I was just reading a couple of weeks ago, another case has been brought against him by some feminist lawyer. I can't remember her name. So this poor guy has been through so much persecution, you know, in the last five to ten years. I mean, I'm surprised he just didn't say, throw in the towel, say, oh, forget it. You want this nonsense? You can have it. I'm closing. Goodbye. Leave me alone. So this is this is all gauged, you know, the high-profile court case. It's all gauged to have, you know, people bullied into silence, and the effects of the intimidation are rippling out into society, like when you – Use, I used the analogy of the rock in the pond the other day, too, and it fits here, too. They are counting on the fact that the effects of these high-profile court cases will ripple out into society and cause others to think twice about speaking up, you know, in biblical opposition. And they always accuse you of being a hater. It has nothing to do with that. They have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, Brother Ashley says something interesting here. He says, we have a huge court case going on in Australia at present. We have a high-profile rugby player named Israel Folau. I saw something about that on the Internet the other day, Brother Ashley. He was recently sacked and had his contract canceled canceled for posting on his Facebook that adulterers, drunkards, and homosexuals will go 
to hell if they don't repent. The outcry and condemnation in our media here against this man is incredible. It's been taken to a high court. And, of course, the homosexual community are the ones pushing it. Exactly right, Brother Ashley. Exactly right. And and there's this thing going on, too, with that uh, bakery in Oberlin, Ohio, where this was, this was false accusations of racism. But the effect is the same. Intimidation by bullying. You know, you're this, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you know, shut up, shut up, shut up. And so they're using the courts. And, of course, you know, we have the Ninth Circuit Court of Opinions, which is extremely liberal, and I've heard it referred in news stories that I've seen over the last year or so as the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So they know what they're doing. They're using the court system, or as the other gentleman said in the article, they're abusing is what more they are doing. They're actually abusing the courts to do all this nonsense. Anyway, that's my open, and I just wanted to, I saw this uh, excellent comment by Brother Ashley when I came right back to Facebook. And so, see, it's going on everywhere. In every country, this immorality has spread out around the world around the flat earth, the pancake earth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Praise God, brothers. That's my open. Let's go for it. Go ahead, Brother Carl. All right. Well, we are under the judgment of God. And I'm going yep. to read Romans verses 16 through 32. Then I'll make a couple of comments and I'll turn it over to Brother Larry. Um, we have in our fellowship, um, Brother Larry, and who else is better qualified to speak of the intimidation tactics of the homosexual legal agenda? So with that, I will read these passages of Scripture. In the authorized King James Bible only, the inspired word of God, every word, every punctuation mark, every added italicized word, and chapter and verse divisions. Ch uh, chapter 1, starting with verse 16 through 32. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is, it is, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shewed unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile, vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. All right, in verse 16, we see, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also the Greek. All right, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it says in verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and it is, it, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So what has happened is men have rejected the truth of God. They have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ in, un, in unrighteousness, in favor of will worship. All right. Amen. And because we have because we, the whole world and this nation in particular, all right, has rejected the truth of God in unrighteousness, all right, in favor of will worship. We have rejected that salvation is of the Lord, that God is sovereign, that He has made an end of sin, and we have rejected this truth. All right, in favor of will worship, like we see here in verse twenty one. Because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. And we say salvation is of us, that God only made salvation possible, but, but he did not, in fact, save anybody. So professing mm-hmm. ourselves to be wise, we became fools, and we changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And this is Mm -hmm. where this comes from. We have rejected the truth of God in unrighteousness. That's what we've done in favor of idolatry, in favor of will worship. And we have changed the truth of God into a lie, verse 25, and worshiped and served the creature, ourself, more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And because of this, God has gave us up. God has gave them people up to vile affections, all right? And that's it. And this is where all this starts. And I lay all of this at the foot of free will works religion. From free will works religion, we get Pentecostalism and charismaticism, and we get women preachers, all right? Then we get women in the military, all mm-hmm. right? Then we get the LGBT. Then we get abortion and the LGBT community. All right. That's the, this is where this is where all this stuff. This is where I lay all of this at the doorstep of free will works religion, and I believe this is what we're clearly taught here: that when we reject the truth of God in unrighteousness, that salvation is of the Lord. Whenever we reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, like we have done in favor of will worship, God God is giving people over to themselves. And that's where all this stuff starts, is, is will worship. And with that, I'll turn it over to you guys. Exactly right, Brother Carl. Exactly right. It's verse 24. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed, Verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. 
That's right. God will only strive for for uh, people and individuals for so long, and then he will turn them over to the depraved one, you know, to their depravity. And thank God, you know, that he did do that with us, you know. Thank God that, that we're still in our sane mind. You know, I have this uh, little article from a website called The Prophetic Years, and it says many exhibit insanity because God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And I just saw that one thing. Where was it? Oh, um, yeah, number 19. Why do most Americans believe that homosexuality is a normal lifestyle when it is obviously abnormal and proves to be deadly? There's this whole misconception out there, you know, the nominal Christian world, you know, we have a church here in downtown Long Beach where I live, and it's a sodomite church. There's the woman is, there's a woman preacher, and there are people in that congregation who think that you can be homosexual and a Christian at the same time. And they are not walking in the truth. They're walking in deception is what they're walking in. So praise God, Brother Carl, that is exactly right. Romans chapter 1 is, is the chapter that, that lays this all out. And that's exactly right. It's all, all the blame for it goes back to the false doctrine of free will. Exactly right, brother. Exactly right. Well, you guys nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. And, you know, that that definitely was my own personal experience. I experienced mm-hmm. that firsthand. In fact, you have to start, like we already stated in the last broadcast, you have to start with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Yeah. We're, yeah. Under a, we're under a universal... Um, government, meaning that uh, remember how they teach in theological school that Catholic does not mean Roman Catholicism, it means universal? Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. If Catholic does not mean Roman Catholicism, but it means universal, then it has to include Roman Catholicism, doesn't it? And it has to mm-hmm. include every every other every other religion on, on the face of the earth. It has to include Muslim. It has to include Buddhism and Confucianism and all of that. But I want to I want to just take a minute and just uh, kind of lay out the case here that, that Brother Carl has already nailed and Brother Mark. Um, when we say that there are, homos- there, there are churches that believe that homosexuals can be Christian, well, in all fairness, most most of those churches or probably all of those churches that would say they believe that homosexuals can be Christians, they also believe that free willers are Christians, <laughs> okay? Yeah. They, yep. believe, they believe that they're the ones that brought about their own salvation. Now, yep. I want to just, I'm just going to read you a list of supporters of the Larry Phillips case prior to Larry coming out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the gays aren't the only ones that came out of the closet. 
okay, there was a time when God absolutely demanded that I come out of the closet regarding these lies of free will. Yep. Before, I, before I came out of the closet, here's the organizations that supported me, the Assemblies of God, the Southern Baptist Churches, the Pentecostal Churches, American Family Radio, Moody Press, Family News in Focus, Pat Robertson, Christian Broadcasting Network, the 700 Club, yeah. the American Center, American Center for Law and Justice, the Alliance Defense Fund, yep. Point of View, and a while ago Mark uh, referred to Tony Perkins and the Family Research Council. Yeah, yeah. Um, Campus Crusade for Christ. Yeah. Bot, broad, bot Broadcasting. Focus on the Family. Dr. James Dobson. Well, mm-hmm. now I want to do two other things, and then I'll turn it back over to the brothers. But why do we have LGBT? Why do we have homosexuality so prevalent? is because it all originates from false doctrine. It all originates from false teaching. Now, this 24-hour deposition, I'm just going to read a very short excerpt. Uh, And by the way, you can find this in my book, Phyllis vs. the State of Missouri. And if you Mm -hmm. want the book, send me your email and your address. I'll send it to you postpaid free of charge, okay, because I'd like the message to get out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the questioning. Well, I'll read a little bit of a prelude so you'll get get the, grip, the grasp of it. I was about to undergo questioning by the Attorney General's office in Missouri for 24 straight hours. This has been categorized as the longest deposition of an individual in the state of Missouri. It took 63 pages to get the reason why we were even doing this. Okay? Question, mm-hmm. what are the long... Okay, I'm starting with the question. Question, what are the strong religious convictions that you are referring to? Answer, this is me. The strong religious convictions is found in Leviticus 18.9 as well as in the first chapter of Romans as it relates to the practice of homosexuality. In Leviticus 18 and 9 it states that man is not to lay with man as he does with womankind for it is an abomination. In the book of Romans, it talks about that it's an unnatural act, men with men and women with women. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, going on, question. Um, okay, I go on and say that Romans 127 states men leaving the natural use of the women, burning in their lust one toward another, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Question. And it's your yep. understand, and it's your understanding that's referring to homosexual activity. Yes, that's exactly what the attorney general asked me. After me, after me quoting the scripture verbatim, the attorney says, "And it's your understanding that's referring to homosexual activity." Answer: Yes, referring to men with men in Leviticus eighteen and nine. I'll go ahead since you're going there and read that as well. Now, my attorney says to them, Mr. Mannion of the American Center for Law and Justice, you open the door, it's a big book. (laughs) And so (laughs) 
I just answer. Actually, it's several scriptures referring to 18, Leviticus 18.22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as womankind. It's an abomination. So that's my faith. The regulated principle of my faith resides in the Holy Bible, and so that's what I'm basing my strong convictions on. Okay, wow. you, mentioned, you mentioned your faith. What is that? Answer, I'm a Christian, Christian faith. Question, other than your seminary training, what type of religious training have you had? Answer, I was raised in what I would call a strong, and I, I should have said Arminian background. I hadn't come out of the closet yet, okay? A Christian background right. from grade school through high school. I attended a Christian elementary school, and then I attended a Christian high school. Question, uh -huh. I'm going to move on to some other religious convictions that you indicate you hold a strong belief on that extramarital affairs and affairs out of wedlock are repugnant and unacceptable. What do you base that belief on? Answer, the same belief that I base homosexuality on, which is the Bible. There are numerous mm. passages in the New Testament, starting with the commandments that thou shalt not commit adultery. In the New Testament, numerous passages while reinforcing one woman and one man in a relationship marriage. Question, referring to another belief that you indicated, common or consistent, Use of profane, vulgar language is contrary to acceptable religious standards. Would those be your religious standards too? <laughs> Answer, well, it would include my religious standards. It wouldn't exclude other people that, that have the same standards that I have. Question, and I think the last specific belief that you indicate of your complaint is that abortion is the equivalent of murder. What do you base that belief on? Answer, I base that belief on going back to creation order and the conception as to when conception begins and the life of the child is in the womb and that the child is an individual through the inception of the nine months of the mother carrying the child. Question, okay. Um, it, it, he, she's now quoting uh, my supervisor who said that I had problems in licensing those in heterosexual relationships that were not married paramours in the home, and when you say paramours, what is your definition of that? Answer, those who are living outside of wedlock together. Question, so single individuals that are living together, are, in other words, are trying to come against me for coming against single individuals that are living together that are not married for me not being willing to place children in those relationships. And I say answer, in a sexual relationship. Question, would that be both male-female relationships, male and male? Answer, absolutely. Okay, then the next sentence, which continues on to the second page, says, I indicated that my religious beliefs were solidly against persons taking foster parents in their home or living in fornication, infidelity, having sexual relationships outside of marriage. What is your definition of these terms? <laughs> okay, answer. Definition of fornication is persons who are married and having relationships outside of marriage. Question, is fornication something that only happens in a marriage relationship? Answer, no, it can happen in marriage, in marriage or outside of marriage. Persons who are married have sexual relationships other than with spouse would be infidelity. Now, I want you to listen to this. Uh, you placed a quantifier on acceptable beliefs or opinions. In your opinion, would a practicing homosexual be entitled to those beliefs? Answer, I need to elaborate on that. I have absolutely nothing against a homosexual person. I personally have a challenge with homosexual behavior. 
my challenge in, is this whole issue was that I was told that I had to license and endorse homosexual foster parents. Question, just out of curiosity, what does your religion teach about forgiveness? Now, do you see where they're going with this? Oh, yeah. Now, wait a minute. Homose these homosexuals, they have not, they have not repented. They're, mm -hmm. they're going on the pride parade thing half naked. And, and so what does forgiveness have to do with something that's someone who's living an unrepentant life? But anyway, what does your religion teach about forgiveness? Now my attorney jumps in. <laughs> he says, I'm going to object. What is this, the Spanish Inquisition? Okay. <laughs> and uh, he says, he goes on, he says, on the record, note my strong objection. I've tolerated for about 45 minutes this particular theological inquisition, which personally to me is completely irrelevant to the issues of the case. Yes. And so anyway, he goes on, and so they he, they. They asked me to ask, they asked the question, what does your religion teach about forgiveness? And I answered, love your enemies, those that despitefully use you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. To love those people, that's my firm belief. And I believe there is a firm distinction between tolerance and the, the issue of unconditional love. And I think that a person ha has, as our Constitution states, that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights and those rights are to have faith in our own convictions, and they were not to be interposed upon and told what we are to believe, and I guess that is the distinction that I'm talking about. And so, anyway, I'm not going to go forward, but that gives you a, 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 just a taste of the 24-hour Inquisition, okay, like, as, as Francis called it, the Spanish Inquisition. Now, I want to just say this, uh, and then I'm going to shut up. Um, I think that Brother Carl nailed this, that we're not just talking about homosexuality or bestiality. Uh, there are people now that are married to trees. They're married to horses. They're married to six people, of which three, men are, three of them are men and three of them are women. I know that wow. some people have married their house plants. I know people that have married um, their, there's one person on the internet, I think they married an earthworm because they fell in love with an earthworm. Um, you know, <laughs> this is, this is, this is where it is going. And now we, like Brother Carl and Brother Mark said, uh, that's why we've had the rise of pedophilic behavior. That's why it's, it's just taken over. But when you have companies say they're Christian, okay, when we have companies that say they're Christian, whether it's Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A or yeah. Memories Pizza or Phillips and his um, cakes, baking his cakes and so on, uh, yeah. I, have, I have nothing against Phillips taking a stand against not baking a cake for a homosexual, and I have nothing against Memories Pizza not cooking yeah. or uh, not providing a wedding atmosphere for these fags. However, however, the problem is, is that it's inconsistent because the reason I say that is that it is inconsistent is that when people are faced with the gospel, they do the same thing that they do when faced with homosexuality. 
They poo-poo yeah. it. Okay, I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. I sent Phillips. I I sent when Phillips was going through all of his case with his baking of his cakes and so on. I sent him a book, my book, Phillips versus the State of Missouri. I encouraged him and so on. And Wonderful. of course, by then. I had done the back section of the book uh, regarding election and predestination. You know, he didn't even bother to thank me for sending him a book. He didn't even bother to recognize that I sent him a book. Why? Huh. Because he's rejected, he's rejected the gospel. He's a free yeah. will, Armenian. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. uh, you know, Phillips versus the state of Missouri in the last chapter, I boldly proclaimed the sovereignty of God in providence and salvation. And before I published the book, I had most of the mainstream major leaders in my camp. You will see. You can go and see how they supported me in my case and so on. I mean, if you want to go to uh, Alan Sears' Sears book on Alliance for Defending Freedom, you'll find that my case is mentioned in that book as well as the Baptist Witness in different places. So I was taking a book. When I when I started taking a stand against the free will doctrine, subscribing to the doctrine of grace, guess what? They all took a hike. Every one of them. Bot Broadcasting Company, president of uh, Bot Broadcasting, Mr. Dick Bot and Rich Bot and Dick Bot's daughter. And um, Dick Bot began to praise the likes of Charles Finney, who denied substitutionary atonement. My own mother church had invited me to come and speak at their church, an Armenian church. They spoke at the church, and then when they, they indicated when I was finished writing my book, they were going to place my book out in the sanctuary of their camp meeting for everyone to to have access to. And then when they read the last chapter of the book where I came against Armenianism, they called my mom and said they could not place the book in their camp meeting because of Thank the doctor stand I took on grace, okay, and this this whole uh, response, okay, was a wake-up call for me. Up until this time, Jay Seculo of the American Center for Law and Justice had covered my case on his website. Shortly after, when he found out that I was subscribing to Sovereign Grace and Salvation, uh-huh. he pulled all the cases and everything off of his website, and I could cite many, many other instances like this, including uh, people who had corresponded with me, including uh, Jerry Falwell, including Dr. D. James Kennedy, including John Hagee, including many, many others. I have a stack of letters I've got up at Weatherby in a file cabinet that's like an inch thick of all the letters I got from people who said they were so behind me and so on. Well, you know what? When one stands for the truth of the doctrine of grace, you're going to be pretty much excommunicated from fellowship and treated as scum by the Armenian world. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just that. It's not just that. There, the first two chapters of Genesis gives us an account of the creation of the earth and man and woman. It explains clearly everything was created in six 24-hour days. And so recently, you know, about two years ago, Walt Sickle began to ask me what I thought of geocentric versus heliocentric model. And he explained the two positions to me, and I realized that I had been hoodwinked all of my life in the heliocentric model. Yep. And, you know, here's the thing, though. It all 
that the like Brother Carl has already called out this false prophet that he's been exposing, who has tried to yep. latch on to the flat earth model to get as a marketing scheme to, to make money. But listen, here's the bottom line that the Bible is clear that Jesus came to save his people from their sins and he did it. Okay? He did it. The reason that all of these people want to go off on these rabbit trails, okay, they want to go against, um, they want to go against homosexuality. They want to say they're pro, uh, pro life. They want to say that they are, they can all agree to hate the homosexuals. They can all agree to be a pro lifer and get in pro life uh, lines and lock arms with the Roman Catholic Church and the Jesuits and the and the uh, Judaizers, okay? Mm -hmm. But the greatest lie on earth is not cosmology. I agree with Edward. I disagree with Edward Henry on that. The greatest lie is not uh, the fact that the earth is spinning through space at 66. That's not the greatest lie. The greatest lie on earth is the, the, the lie of, the, of Satan himself, the doctrine of free will. That, that yep. man denies that he's dead in his trespasses and sin, and apart from the quickening power of the Holy Spirit causing an individual to be born again, no individual can do squat for pertaining to their salvation because they're dead. Okay. Yep. I, I didn't mean to get that wound up, but I did. I'm through. I used to know this preacher. And he, 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 he make all these points and he'd say, Well, okay, I'm through. The Lord bless you. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. That's very interesting that you quoted from your book. What they're doing is called a leading question. I have the definition here from Wikipedia. A leading question in common law systems that rely on testimony by witnesses, a leading question or suggestive or suggestive inter interrogation is a question that suggests the particular answer or contains the information the examiner is looking to have confirmed. Their use is restricted in eliciting testimony in court to reduce the ability of the examiner to direct or influence the evidence presented. Depending on the circumstances, leading questions can be objectionable objectionable or proper. So what they were doing is with their leading questions, they were trying to manipulate you in, into giving the answers that they wanted to hear and that they wanted the jury to hear. And so they were trying to use these leading questions to try to trip you up, to try to befuddle you, and so that your verbal output would become confused. They do it on purpose, and it's evil. And so I just wanted to present that definition because that's exactly what they were doing to you, brother. And uh, awesome. Brother Ashley has another excellent comment here about this case that he mentioned earlier in his home country. He says, he says, I believe God is bringing something good out of this case, Brother Mark, and it's starting to backfire on the gays because people here, who are not even Christians are getting sick of our freedom of speech being censured, censored. That's right. That's right, Brother Ashley. And, and people in America are getting fed up with this too. You know, there, there's this whole walk away movement 
started by that New York fashion guy or whatever uh, about the walkaway and people are defecting from the Democratic Party because of all of this nonsense. You know, I, a couple of months ago, I, I mentioned my foot doctor who was a lifelong Democrat and he said he's voting for Trump not because he likes Trump, but because he's fed up with Hillary, crooked Hillary's 30-year record of corruption. So, and then Ashley's got one more excellent comment. He says, free will is the great delusion, Brother Larry. I totally agree. So, take it, Brother Carl. Okay, well, this is what the, this is what the judgment of God looks like. The rise yep. of faggotry. Yep. All right? This is what the judgment of God looks like. And if we, and, you know, this is probably going to upset some people, um, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to proclaim the truth of God by his grace. As long as he gives me the, the ability to do so, that's what I'm going to do. All right. And this is what the judgment of God looks like. All right. So knowing that, if we cast our lot in with these people in any way, shape, or form, we're casting our lot in with people that are not only wicked and vile, but that are under the judgment of God. So where does yep. that put us, spiritually speaking? Okay, so people that want to celebrate 4th of July, all right? People that want yep. to celebrate their patriotism. It doesn't matter if you're from Australia, if you're from Britain, if you're from the United States of America. All these places are under the judgment of God. Yep. All right, and they and they and they lift up fags, they lift up women who murder their children in their bellies, defenseless yep. kids, babies. All yep. right, so we in no way, shape, or form can cast our lot in with them. That means no. That means no more patriotism. All right, I don't care about patriotism. It doesn't really affect me because I'm not really that into it. All right, but people yeah. that people that are out there that hear this who, and who call their who, who call themselves patriots, all right, who call themselves Christians, all right, if you want to fly an American flag or an Australian flag, all right, or a Britain flag, fly it upside down, because we're in distress, all right, and if we cast our lot in with these people in any way, shape, or form, then what does that say about us, all right? Things like sports and entertainment, for instance, all right, the NFL, um, soccer, all right, Major League Baseball, the NBA, all sports and entertainment has cast their lot in with these people. And if you are still engaged in sports and entertainment, you are casting your lot in with homosexuals and pedophiles and child rapists and baby killers. And that's really all I have to say is that we are under the judgment of God. And this, in fact, is what the judgment of God looks like upon humanity. And it's only mm-hmm. going to get worse. The next, thing that is, the next thing that's coming is pedophilia. All right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, all right, this is, this is so evil. All right? Because what these people are doing they are engaging in a form of worship. That's what they're doing. They are engaging in a form of worship. Yeah. All right. We have to really, by the grace of God, take a step back 
and know where we're at. And we, we are in Babylon. All right, we are in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we're living. All right, so we have to, by the grace of God, take a look at where we are and the things that we are engaged in and what we're doing. And we cannot in any way, shape, or form, in any way, shape, or, shape or form any longer cast our lot in with these people in any way. That means shopping at stores, watching sports, all right, any type of activity. We have to remove our foot from it by the grace of God. And that's all I have to say. Well, you know, I just, uh, I know you, you guys have probably heard the term a political dissident. And, you know, um, I've come to the conclusion that true Christians can be, be nothing more than political dissidents in this culture. And if you want to look up the de- definition, I'll read it to you. The noun is a person who opposes official policy, especially that of an authoritarian state. We are living in an authoritarian state. The current yes. laws on Title III regarding hate crimes, which include Title III under the uh, Equality Act, includes those who participate in this lifestyle. You cannot, yes. you cannot register even a dissenting opinion against the lifestyle or you can be considered uh, a hate, hate uh, eligible for a, cra- a hate crime charge against you. Any person who officially, uh, a person who opposes official policy of the government is considered an, a dissenter or a protester. Why do you think they call them Protestants? Okay? Mm-hmm. You want to do if you want to do if you want to ever do any kind of study on the founding of this nation, just study the Carroll brothers and Maryland. Okay, this this <laughs> this nation, okay, is Jesuitized. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's and if you want, I got a video I can send you on Georgetown University and everybody that is participating and graduated from the Jesuit College, Georgetown University. And what is that is coming under the doctrine of the Council of Trent of the Catholic Church, which says that if anyone comes to you and denies that man has a free will, let him be anathema. That's the teachings of Georgetown. That's the teachings of Georgetown University. You know, if we're only one dissenting vote, okay, if we're one dissenting vote in a majority, we're considered a nonconformist, a revolutionary, a recusant, a rebellious, complaining, noncompliant, religious bigot, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's where it's going. So you know what? Everyone that's listening tonight on YouTube and Facebook, I have news for you. You're a political dissident. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you may not have ever been called a political dissident before, but yeah. uh, Tony Corner, P- Pamela Palmer, Peter Ogdenblade, uh, Ashley Kenny, Larry Phillips, Carl Roberts, Rosette Phillips, Mark Phillips, um, uh, 
you know, on and on it goes. I could name off everybody here. The Shire Shalayan from Nazareth. Uh, every one of you people, if you're going to join ranks with us, you are political dissenters. Okay, mm-hmm. West, uh, Peter Palace. It's going to get down to the point where, you know, because everybody knows who associates with everybody else, especially with electronic me- media and the artificial intelligence. I mean, now mm-hmm. they have they have artificial intelligence sex dolls that you can have sex with. Okay? And that is, consi- that is considered to be uh, normative among secular human sexuologi- uh, sexuologists. I had to wow. take all those classes. I had to take all those classes at, at University of Kansas in human sexuality. You talk about the most deviant perverts. Just take a class in human sexuality at the university. Okay? They uphold all of this garbage. Okay? And they uphold. They, they don't, you know, that's why you have someone like, oh, what's the gal's name, the, 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 the Jewish uh, singer that was trying to uphold Michael Jacks, Barbara. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. So, well, so what? You know, Michael Jackson had a thing for little kids. He had to get his sexual needs met. Just back to what Brother Carl's saying. It's yeah. absolutely promoting it's promoting pedophilic behavior. And also we see a total uh, be a total promotion of, of bestiality as well. So yeah. but it all stems from that phrase, you know, that we are endowed by our creature, creator with certain inalienable rights, the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness and all of this. And I've got news for everybody on this call. You may not like it. We have no rights. That's we have right. no rights. If you want to go ahead and read all your Bill of Rights, you know what the Catholics promote? The Bill of Rights. Do you know what Alan Key or uh, Keys? Uh, Keys. He he uh, he ran for president. I forget his first name now. And he said. And I've heard a lot of Arminians put this garbage out. Our rights come from God. No. We have no rights. Okay, we have, for God's elect, we have been given grace, which is unmerited unmerited favor. We have no rights. The only, only, only just desert that we would get would be damnation in hell. Mm -hmm. And that's, for everybody listening to this call, and that's for every homosexual, every heterosexual, every person of every denomination, our just deserts is eternal damnation. Is that right? No, it's justice. Yes. That's all we have. So there's only two ways to go with this argument, this narrative, okay? We either mm-hmm. get justice or we get grace. And so, you know, and, and by the way, all of us who have been recipients of grace don't deserve it. We deserve the same thing that those who are going to get damnation in hell are going to get. But by the grace of God, he showed us mercy and grace. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm through, guys. I'm going to turn it back to you. That's right. We, we, we deserve justice, but praise God that he gives Mercy to his elect, because we all deserve. 
I wanted to bring up uh, one more thing uh, that was in Brother's last excellent comment. He says, it's starting to backfire on the gays because people here who are not even Christians are getting sick of our freedom of speech being censored. And that's right. This whole, these last few years, you know, everything is starting to backfire on the gays. We've had 20 years of political correctness here in America, and it's reaching the boiling point where people are getting fed up with it. That's why, that's why the left is screaming so loudly, you know, oppression, oppression, racism, racism. No, it's not racism. It's, it's that we've had, you know, the real, the real fascism is on the left today. And we've had 20 years of political correctness being shoved down our throats, and Americans are fed up with it. No more of this. No more of this nonsense. So that's well, here's, exactly, here's, Brother Ashley. It's starting to backfire because even regular people who are not Christians are getting fed up with this nonsense. Exactly right, Brother Ashley. Very well, well said. Uh, I'd like to give my take on that. Um, there are a lot of people that are absolutely fed up with not only this LGBT homosexuality and a lot of other yep. things being pushed in my throats. That being said, though, I have to be very honest with you and Brother Ashley and everybody on this program. We know, we know, there may be a little backlash, but we know what the Bible says. Yep. We are not here. If we get a rest, but it's just a temporary one. Listen. Things are going to wax worse and worse. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the time of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, I want to to just say this. Pope Francis and the Roman Catholic Church have now come out and openly endorsed the LGBT lifestyle. I know. Now, what does that represent in this country? That represents 18 million Roman Catholics. Okay. Yeah. Many of the Southern Baptist churches have now come out and been are becoming supportive of the LGBT lifestyle. Many of the Episcopal churches have come out and, and endorsed it. Many of the Christian Reformed churches have come out and endorsed it. Many of the United Presbyterian churches have come out and endorsed it. And many, 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 many of the United Methodist uh, churches have come out and endorsed it. And Guess, guess who has has agreed to to lock arms together in enforcing the LGBT uh, lobby and also legislating it? Guess who's decided to lock arms? I'll tell you, the two strongest, powerful political bodies in the world, the Jews and the Roman Catholics. The Jews, the Jews have been adamantly endorsed the homosexual lifestyle okay that's why you have jared kushner and 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 ivanka trump at odds on a lot of things what their dad has said regarding the homosexual agenda and they are going to have a tremendous influence upon him and by the way Netanyahu supports the homosexual lifestyle and by the way pope francis and Netanyahu recently met together, and they have mm-hmm. reached a coalition 
coalition. They had reached a coalition between themselves. And so when you have these powerful, two powerful bodies all coming together supporting LGBT because they both are, you know, are, are, are promoting Luciferian doctrine, the doctrine of free will is supported by, by the way, when you, when you hear the term Judeo-Christian, really what that means, what, really what Judeo-Christian means is Judeo-Roman Catholicism. Uh-huh. That's, what that, that's what that really means. Understand, Judeo, Judaism and Roman Catholicism are in the same net. And who holds the net? Lucifer. Lucifer. And so the Christians are outside of the net of Judeo-Catholicism. We, are, we do not subscribe to Judaism. We do not, do not subscribe to Roman Catholicism. But Judaism and Roman Catholicism both subscribe to the LGBT movement. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think people are near about fed up enough. People can claim that they're fed up all they want to, but there must be half a dozen firework stands in two square miles of me. And as long as so-called, as long as, as long as so-called patriots are out celebrating Memorial Day and celebrating Fourth of July and shooting fireworks with their kids and telling them that faggotry is wrong and that murdering the unborn is wrong, but yet they're shooting fireworks with them and celebrating the United States of fags. It's what we're doing. Yeah. And we yeah. are hypocrites, and we're teaching our kids through our actions that hey, sodomy's fine, murdering the unborn's fine, as long as so-called Americans. Look, I'm just an American because I'm born here, all right? I don't care about any of that. I'm a Christian, and my allegiance is to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's why I I care about truth, all right? But people can act like they're fed up all they want to, but if they're still engaged in funding corporate America, celebrating Fourth of July, celebrating Christmas, celebrating Easter, celebrating Memorial Day, and all this other nonsense, then, you know, Obviously, they're not fed up enough. I mean, people still go to football games. People still go to NFL games and all these sporting events, these organizations that lift up abortion and lift up fags, and they stand up, they take their hats off, and they sing the national anthem. Until people stop doing that, until until people stop doing that and actually stand up for what's right by the grace of God, they're not fed up enough. And once again, it's only, you know, in my opinion, because of what the Word of God says, it's only going to get worse. And, I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just being honest with what I see in the world, and it's not good. That's right, brother. That's right. It's just like Brother Ashley just made a statement. He agrees with you. He says it's under underground churches for all true Christians. That's exactly what Brother Carl's message was Amen. about this morning. That's where yeah. we're – that's where we – and by the way, you know, it just, uh, I, I have felt this for some time. I hadn't really found anybody that agreed with me. And so it was kind of nice to actually hear someone that believed the same thing I believed. And when, when we say that the true Christian church in the United States is underground, we're not saying in the future. We're saying now. Now. Right now. Because yep. if you, if you, Think about it, okay? All of those demonations that we just talked about, all the ones that I just itemized for you, almost all of those are in 
the system in one way or another. They're, they either work for the county, they work for the city, they work for the federal government, they work for the Social Security Administration, they work for a corporation that comes under the, the uh, Title IV laws in this, in this country, they work for the fire departments, they work for the police departments, they work for the sheriff's departments. You know, right now in America, over 55% of all working people work for some government entity, 55%, okay? Now, they are yeah. controlled They are controlled by these systems. Um, my, my, my son today, he said, he said, Dad, I had a dream last night that I was a cop. And I go, oh, man. I said, can you, can you imagine being a cop in this culture? I said, you know what? I had a brother-in-law who was a police officer his whole career, and he really thought he was, he was God. I mean, he was, you talk about cocky. But you know what? The, the police officers that I have known, they will tell you their problem wasn't getting along with the public. Their problem was getting along with the, the mayors and the police departments and the fire departments and the cultural diversity trainings they had to go through. And they right. said my, the, biggest, the biggest conscience problems we had trying to live according to our conscience was not getting along with the public, was getting along with the absolute vile system. I had one police officer tell me that every time he came up for a promotion, they said, well, you know you're not going to get a promotion until you become a mason. Okay, it's just not. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That reminds me. The, look, the other day uh, we were out, and there was this cop that I was having a conversation with, and he had a and he had a Masonic ring on his hand, and, and I said, "So you're a Freemason?" And he goes, "Yeah." And we struck up a conversation, and uh, in the conversation, he goes, "By the way, I'm also an Anglican priest." <laughs> so he was a, so he was a sheriff's deputy, a Freemason, and an Anglican priest. And of wow. course, by the grace of God, I admonished him to repent of the stuff that he was involved in, and he assured me that uh, he knew what he was doing. And uh, wow. but yeah, a a a sheriff's deputy, a Freemason, mm-hmm. and a, and an Anglican priest. Wow, what a combination! Three well, this, things united in unholiness. Wow. That's well, guys, we've come to the top of the hour, and I like to try to stay under a time frame. It's 6.01. We've been broadcasting now for, um, let me go back to my time box, one hour and nine minutes and 55 seconds. So uh, this, cool. this, this will not cut off the recording. I did put on 1.30 an hour and 30 minutes because I figured I'd get my wound up and blabbing tonight because of the subject. But anyway. <laughs> right. And I wasn't trying to interrupt you while ago, Brother Larry. I was just trying to get that oh. in there about the guy who was a sheriff's deputy and an Anglican priest and a Freemason. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And uh, you know what? Grand Time Exposed is on with us tonight on YouTube, Brother Walt Stickle. And Brother Walt, I, uh, I want to thank you. Yeah, I want to thank Brother Walt for, um, you know, all of the information he has provided me regarding the history of the Roman Catholic Church. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. They they just, 
they they it's like out of sight, out of mind. Have you ever wondered why? And I'm talking to myself, like Brother Carl says. Whenever I'm talking to somebody, talking, I'm talking as much to myself as anyone else. Why is people they don't mind talking about all of these other things, the charismatics, uh, the the, uh, the Zionist, uh, you know, evangelical dispensational garbage, all of this other stuff, but they never want to come again. And by the way, do you know that that um, you know, the guy that used to, mark, what was his name, Walter Martin, he never would take a stand against the Roman Catholic Church. He never would. Hank Hanegraaff today, who's a, you know, he's not even, he's, but I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah. why don't we all examine that? You know why people don't want to come against Rome? Because everybody's already married to Rome. Everybody's yeah. already protected with Rome. They're already involved in ecumenical activities with Rome. They go to their pastor and their pastor says, oh, they just believe a little differently than we do. Well, that's probably true, okay, but the point is, is that, you know, we need to, just like we take a stand against Zionism and against the synagogue of Satan, we need to take a stand against the Roman Catholic uh, Church and the lousy, no-good Jesuits. Okay. I think yeah, also are. that there's a spirit about it too, Brother Larry. I think that the great whore of Babylon, the Roman Catholic Church, I think, you know, because this is a spiritual battle and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, that that, and I'm not making any excuses for anybody, you know, I, by the grace of God, like you and Brother Wall and Brother Moore and Brother Ed Hendry has done, I try to call these people out with every chance that I get as far as the Roman Catholic Church goes. But I think that part of the answer to your, you know, to our question is that it is a spiritual battle, and the spirits, the spirits that are involved with the Roman Catholic Church are very, very dark and very, very powerful. And, and you know, ultimately, that's, you know, that's what we're fighting against. Well, yes. I think you're absolutely. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities in high places. And uh, by the grace of God, um, I will speak out against the 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 whore in Revelation. Amen. And uh, I will I will I will take a stand. You know, only look only by God's grace are any of us going to stand. And uh, anyway, I I just. Uh, I just want to say that because so much of history, I mean, you know, we think about Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Do we need to be do we need to remind people that Adolf Hitler signed a concordant with the Roman Catholic Church? He was working with the Roman Catholic Church. That yeah, Not that's who put him into power. That's who put him into power. That's exactly right. And you know, it's been all the way down through history and do we need to remind people that over 50 million Christians were absolutely martyred at the hands of Rome in the in the Great Inquisition, and do we That's need to right. remind people that we're getting ready to go into another Great Inquisition? Okay, and you know what the Great Inquisition is going to be? The Great Inquisition is if you don't, if you do not, if you do not go along with the Judeo-Roman Catholic gay agenda, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be probably thrown in jail for your hate crimes. Yeah, and it was real clever. Yes, sir, and it was real clever the way that they turned 
faggotry, which is conduct, into a civil right. And the way that they did it was with this with this lie that people are born gay. All right, people are born black or white or male or female or whatever race or gender that they are. We can't control that. And see, that's how they had to do it. They had to make it a civil right by perpetuating this lie that people are born facts. It was right. it was very clever. Satan's clever. <laughs> this is exactly what they've done with anti-Semitism. They've taken yeah. what they say is a conduct, and they say that, in other words, they have made the hate crimes against Jews, and, and, and now the new laws on the books in Congress state that if you are against Zionism, you're anti-Semitic, meaning that if we hold doctrine, theological doctrines that oppose Judaism and the Kabbalah, and we speak against it, we're, and we are Jew haters. But Orthodox Jews themselves, there are some Orthodox Jews themselves who are adamantly opposed to the Kabbalah and to the Talmud and to Zionism. But what we're going to right. find and is that... People- Yes, sir. And those people have – I'm sorry. And those people have – if we think about it, they've always worked together ever since before the time of Christ. It was Rome, right, and the Jews that conspired together to to kill, to crucify. Now, look, we know that no man took his life from him. He called – we know that, all right? But they are the ones that conspired together, all right? And nothing's changed. They still do it. That's right. It was a predetermined council of God, but the fact is that Pilate was there, and all the Jews were saying, crucify him, and Pilate succumbed to the pressure of the Jews. And so both Rome and the Jews, yes, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, I want to thank Brother Walt for coming on board on uh, YouTube. And Brother Walt, give uh, York Blitzman and his people uh, our our love over there in uh, Belgium. I was listening to York a little bit today, and he has gone through it. My goodness, I won't get involved in that tonight, but um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Well, uh, Brother Mark and Brother Carl, they have scriptures they'd like to close the program on, so I'm going to shut up and let them do that, and then I'm going to go ahead and, and say goodnight. Okay. Well, I'll do mine real quick. It's short. My scripture is 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Thank you, saints, for joining us tonight. God bless you. Please keep praying for the Phillips and the Roberts family and, and, and Reba Sandage, Brother Carl's mom, for God to snatch her out of that false religious system of lies. Thank you, saints, and God bless you. On behalf, behalf, behalf of Babs and myself, uh, we sure do love all you brothers and sisters out there, Brother Mark Kennedy and Brother Larry Phillips. Um, we thank you for your guys' courage and your bravery to stand up against evil and stand up for truth by the grace of God. Uh, Sister Rosette and Brother Mark Phillips and our brother, our dear brother Ashley Kenny over there in the land down under. And with that, with that I'll close out with the Gospel of John chapter 6, verses 35 through 40. <laughs> All right, an authorized King James Bible only. <laughs> <laughs>
And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. 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 Well, Howard Jett just joined us. Sorry you got in a little bit late, Howard, but you can come back in and listen to the broadcast. And by the way, Howard, I'm looking forward to our lunch on uh, on Saturday. With that, I'm going to say good night, and we'll see you all uh, on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and we'll go from there. Good night, everyone. Good night. God bless. God bless. Okay. Thanks. God bless. Love you, Brother Carl. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.